Season 2 of Cyber 24 is presented by our friends at Valcom. Valcom is a Utah-based IT solutions and services provider with drive for getting IT right. From ironclad security to computing and beyond, Valcom's 35-plus years means they have the experience and expertise to help your business from desktop to data center. At Valcom, you get much more than a dedicated IT retailer. They become an extension of your IT team. Whether you're a startup or an enterprise, Valcom has the technical sales and engineering expertise to make your business more effective and more productive. To learn more about Valcom's end-to-end -end solutions, the technology vendors they partner with, and to sign up for upcoming events, visit their website at vlcmtech.com. That's vlcmtech.com. Cyber 24 is supported by the Utah Department of Public Safety, as well as the Utah Department of Technology Services and the Utah Attorney General's Office. In addition, the University of Utah's Chem C. Gardner Policy Institute is where we record this podcast each week. At the Chem C. Gardner Policy Institute, they're dedicated to helping Utah make informed decisions. We're also proud to have the support of Secuvant, a Utah-based company providing business-enabled cyber risk and management. Every week on this program, these great partners will provide expertise and insight to help business and civic leaders better understand the challenge of cybersecurity and how to keep your organization safe. We appreciate your support. All right, welcome into Cyber 24. I'm your host, Marty Carpenter. Thanks for joining us. This is the podcast we put together every week to help uh, business leaders, policymakers, even the tech guys understand, review uh, the uh, the dangers that come with cybersecurity, what this issue is all about, and provide some uh, common sense guidance on how we can uh, all take steps to keeping ourselves and our companies and our constituents safer online. All right. In our last episode, I talked about some new tech at our house and the chain reaction of resetting computers, reinstalling operating systems, updating passwords, and other security measures that that set off. Uh, we outlined the top 10 things you need to do before connecting a new computer to the internet. One thing we did not discuss is that in that process at my house, we also ended up as, as a new computer came on and one got cleaned up and one got reset and everything kind of got moved down the chain is that we ended up with one laptop that was sadly at the end of its life cycle. And while it still works and everything is fine that way, it, it, it couldn't be op updated to a, a nice enough operating system or a new enough operating system to where I felt confident in its ability to keep the rest of our devices in our home secure. So for a couple of weeks, there's been this one outdated laptop uh, that's uh, just sitting in my office. And frankly, you know, I've, I've been at kind of a, a question of what to do with it. Uh, in addition to effectively securing sensitive information on electronic devices, it occurs to me that it's important to follow best practices for disposing of these electronic devices, electronic dis device disposal. Um, okay, so we're talking about more than just the laptop that's sitting in my office because we've all gone through this, and I know I've gone through it with other, other devices as well. Um, how think to your own uh, house. What's the oldest computer or oldest cell phone or oldest digital camera uh, or oldest printer that you have uh, that you no longer use? And how easy is it to sort of forget and just leave it in a drawer somewhere? And 
well, is that really a security issue for you? Or um, what if you're just, uh, what if you're in the mode where you are recycling one? Essentially, like I did, I, I passed one down to my daughter. I got to factory reset it and and then make sure it was back up to the uh, the highest level of security and all those things, get her password set with her and kind of walk through this stuff with her. But what about those that, that uh, you know, if, if you're going to sell a laptop? Um, this happened, uh, you know, I've, I've had this happen in my own household. Uh, um, so we, we bought a laptop uh, that was used. And what were the steps that we needed to take with with the previous owner? Um, I thought, by the way, the previous owner did a tremendous job of making sure his data was protected. And so we'll talk about that a little bit as we go forward. Um, so computers, smartphones, cameras, they all allow us to keep a great deal of information right at our fingertips. But when we dispose of them, donate them, recycle them, we may inadvertently disclose sensitive information which could be exploited by cyber criminals. So again, let's review some of these devices. We're talking about computers, smartphones, and tablets. Think about all the things that are on those. And I, I kind of went into this a lot last week, so I hate to beat that drum again, but there was so much on my laptop. I used the same laptop for six years over, I think, four or five jobs, and there was so much on there. Um, just, just you know, passwords I had from accounts, and are those accounts even open anymore? Are they closed? Do I use them? Those types of things. Um, not, not necessarily passwords, but, you know, if you've got a third-party um, uh, uh, application uh, service where they're giving, where they're storing your, um, your passwords, how easy is it for someone to get a hold of that computer and then have access to that? Those are questions you need to be asking. Uh, we're talking about digital media, like media, electronic devices that create and store and play digital content. Um, external hardware and peripheral devices. Do you have, um, I, I'm starting to sort of build a large collection of external devices. And, and even today, I put on my to-do list, let's go through those and let's label them so at least I know what's there. And then what am I doing? Am I keeping them just on a shelf? Am I keeping them in a safe? Um, what am I doing with the ones that are out of date or those that maybe have had some kind of issue and I need to get rid of them because I can't plug them in and get the information, but could a hacker? Um, certainly I don't want to just throw that in the garbage, or at least it would seem to me. And then don't forget gaming consoles. You know, every couple of years, it seems like uh, there's a, a new whiz-bang device out. The Xbox 360 becomes the Xbox One. The PlayStation 3 becomes the PlayStation 4. You get these new ones, and what do you do with the old ones? And what kind of access are there? Uh, what, kind, what kind of information is there? And what kind of uh, passwords or keys do those have to get onto your network? And what could someone do if they got a hold of that device? All right, so the question is, what are some effective methods for removing data from your device? There are a variety of methods for permanently erasing data from your devices. Um, this is a term you're going to hear a lot. It's called sanitizing your devices. So if you own a business, what's the process for sanitizing a device? Someone's computer crashes. It's determined that you need to get a new computer for their workstation. What are you doing to sanitize that old one before it either is um, sold or you get rid of it? What are you doing to sanitize the device? Um, Let's talk about a couple of things that you can do. A couple of sanitiza sanitization, that is a tough word, by the way, sanitization methods uh, that you can look into. First, backing up data. Save your data to another device or to a second location. An external hard drive, the cloud, these are places that we save stuff. Doing that can help you recover the data if your device is stolen. 
Now, options for digital storage include, you know, cloud data services. You could still put them on uh, on CDs. I don't, I don't know if I've seen anybody do that for a long time. Um, we've all got flash drives around. I think about that. I, you know, do you have a drawer in your desk at work or at home with like a dozen flash drives that you've picked up at various conferences that, you know, probably range anywhere from uh, half a gigabyte uh, to like, you know, close to a terabyte, or do you carry one of these commonly with you? Um, backing up your data can also help you identify exactly what information a thief may have been able to access. Um, deleting your data is another sanitization method. Removing data from your device can be one method of sanitization. When you delete files from a device, remember, this is not for the. This is not for our tech audience, right? You're rolling your eyes and saying, "Yeah, of course, of course." But for the rest of us, when you take a file and throw it in the trash and empty the trash on your computer, ah, the files may appear to have been removed, but data remains on on the device even after you delete, um, or if, even if a format command is executed. So, don't rely solely on the deletion method that you would routinely use to keep your desktop clean. Um, you, if you're going to empty the trash, the deleted files are still on the device and they can be retrieved. So you've got to look for ways to permanently delete data. Now, if we're talking about your computer, use a disk cleaning software designed to permanently remove the data stored on a computer or on a hard drive to prevent the possibility of recovery. Um, on the Apple side, you can go into disk utility and work through these things. Uh, through Windows, there are other ways to go about and do it. You want to secure a race. Uh, and you want to wipe the disk. These are other ways that you can clean your computer. Um, smartphones and tablets, you got to make sure all the data is removed from your device by performing a hard reset. Um, you know, there are a lot of Android users out there, and they vary from device to device, but we can speak about the one that's more set, and that's Apple, though a lot of the Android devices work the same way in this regard, and that's just doing a factory reset or a hard reset. Um, this will return the device to its original factory settings, takes it back to exactly how it came out of the box. Now, if you do that, remember, you probably got, unless it's a relatively new device, you probably got this device, um, you know, four operating system updates to go, and you need to go back and update that if you're going to continue to use it. If you're just going to sell it or, or get rid of it, um, then just setting it back to those factory resets uh, is, is what you want to do. Each device is different, has a different procedure for this, but most smartphones and tablets can be reset through their settings. Um, you can also physically remove a memory card in some cases, obviously not with an iPhone or with an Apple product, but in some cases there are, you know, some phones still have SD cards or mini SD cards that can go into them. You want to keep in, keep in mind uh, that you have those things on there as well. Uh, digital cameras, other media players, gaming consoles, you got to go and do a standard factory reset, a hard reset, and physically remove the hard drive or memory card. Um, and for office equipment, these are the ones that people tend to forget most. I mean, the, the smartphones, the computers, the digital cameras, the tablets, all that seems to be like, okay, yeah, I, I know there's memory in there. But people forget about copiers, printers, <clears throat> even fax machines, folks. Uh, any of these multifunction devices, uh, if they connect to the internet, they probably are storing data on there somewhere. So you're going to want to remove any memory cards from the equipment, perform a manufacturer reset to restore the equipment back to its uh, factory default settings. There's so many places that our data just goes. 
in our normal workflow, in our normal day-to-day operation of these devices. And we need to be mindful of that, especially when you're going to give them out. So deleting data is another, is a, is a critically important step. It's part of your life cycle of owning and operating these devices. Uh, when we come back, I want to talk about a couple of other things, including overriding and destroying your devices, because you want to make sure that when you're done with them, everybody's done with them. We'll have more on that coming up after this break. You're listening to the Cyber24 Podcast. I'm Marty Carpenter. This podcast brought to you by our friends at Valcom. Printing is just a necessary function of day-to-day business operations. And in a world where networks are constantly under attack, printers in your office have become easy targets, costing all types and sizes of businesses millions of dollars in losses. So what's the solution? HP A3 Multifunction Printers, a new front line in digital defense. These are printers that are permanently on guard, engineered with self-healing capabilities and the deepest level of printer security available in the world. HP A3 Multifunction Printers protect your documents, your data, and your devices. Oh, and they defend your network with the world's most secure printing as well. Valcom is a long-standing HP Platinum partner. Their managed print services team has dedicated print experts ready to help you safeguard your business with the world's most secure multifunction printers. So request a free print consultation and learn more about HP A3 multifunction printers today at vlcmtech.com slash A3. That's vlcmtech.com slash A and the number three. Secuvant is a leading network security company specializing in creative, customized solutions that meet the needs of small and medium-sized businesses. They offer a wide range of services, everything from managed security and virtual CISO consulting to cyber risk advisory and data breach recovery assistance. No matter what your specific security requirements are or what your comfort level is with IT in general, Secuvant will map your cybersecurity program to the business areas that are relevant to you. Everything from brand and reputation to legal liability, to intellectual property, to business disruption, and so much more. For more information, call 1-855-SECUVANT or visit secuvant.com. That's S-E-C-U-V-A-N-T.com. $300 million. That's how much money the cyber breach at FedEx cost the company, all because they were not insured for cyber breach losses. So if you're a business owner of any size, you have to ask yourself, could my business survive a hit like that? I'm guessing the answer is no. The fact is, over half a million small to medium-sized businesses will close their doors as a result of a cyber event. So what should you do to protect your business? Talk to the cyber liability professionals at Hayes Companies. At Hayes Companies, policy placement is only one step in an overall risk management approach to manage your firm's cyber liability exposure. They design a program specifically for you, customized to your business priorities. For more information, contact Dave Whitwer, 801-580-5501. That's 801-580-5501. Or visit HayesCompanies.com. That's H-A-Y-S Companies.com.
All right, welcome back to the Cyber 24 podcast presented by Valcom. I'm Marty Carpenter. Before the break, we jumped into today's topic, which is what do I do when I am ready to dispose of old technology? What are the keys to safely doing that? And we talked about deleting data and doing that on computers, smartphones, tablets, digital cameras, and then that other office equipment, those uh, printers, copiers, fax machines. Do you ever think your fax machine, A, if you still have one, I mean heaven bless you, but an old fax machine that you want to get rid of, what kind of data is stored on that? Uh, how secure were things when we had fax machines and used them regularly? Those are all good questions to be asking. A couple of other things you want to keep in mind when it comes to safely disposing of old technology. This idea of overwriting. Another method of sanitization is to just delete sensitive information and write a new binary data over it. Um, using random data instead of easily identifiable patterns makes it harder for attackers to discover the original information buried underneath. So since data stored on a computer is written in binary code, think of that as a string of zeros and ones, one method of overwriting is to zero fill a hard disk and select programs that use all zeros in the last layer. Now, if clearly this is not a tip for our business leaders. This is not a tip for our policymakers. It's more for the tech guys, and they're probably, you know, those, you guys are probably just rolling your eyes saying, yeah, of course, of course. But just to know, at least for our policymakers and business leaders, that part of our audience, it is an option and something that you might want to talk to your IT staff about and say, are we, what, what methods are we doing? At the very least, it'll make you sound a little bit more like you know what you're talking about and can say, hey, I understand, you know, deleting data. Have we considered overriding it? And, and see if they have an answer and see where they are on that. One that's probably most evident to a lot of people is physical destruction of a device. Uh, it's the ultimate way to prevent others from retrieving your information. Good luck getting it off my hard drive if my hard drive has been melted, uh, smashed. Uh, there are specialized services that are available uh, that will disintegrate, burn, melt, pulverize your computer drive and other devices. That's a really great sanitization method. I mean, if you really don't want anyone to get uh, what you've got on there, um, boy, these are designed to completely destroy the media and are typically carried out at an outsourced metal destruction or licensed incineration incineration facility. Um, if you choose not to use a service like that, you can destroy your hard drive by driving nails or drilling holes into your device. You've probably seen that, seen the internet video of someone actually drilling through the hard drive. Um, the remaining physical pieces of the drive must be small enough. Um, think of it as like one 125th of an inch, of an inch um, that your information cannot be reconstructed from them. So, you know, drill a couple holes in it, sort of a thing. Um, there are also hardware devices available that erase CDs and DVDs by destroying uh, their surface. Um, I think of this, I used to work at a television station as a news editor, and we actually had a device that would erase tapes. And it essentially just put them through um, sort of an x-ray looking machine. <laughs> I'm not sure how safe it was for me uh, to just stand there while they did it, but you could essentially put uh, tapes on a uh, belt and go through and it would screw up the, magneti ma the magnetization on the tape and it would erase the tape. Tape was still usable, but all of the data on there. So this is sort of the same thing. Is there something you can do to just absolutely destroy the device or make sure that it's cleaned off 
uh, in a different way. So there's there are magnetic media degaussers. Degausser that that's what the term is for the thing that I was talking about that that would erase the tape. Um, there's solid state destruction, um, and then you can get rid of you know CDs and DVDs. Those there are ways that you can blank those out uh, as well. Though those are also pretty easy to break, and uh, you know you can throw those a lot of times through sort of a, a stronger chipper. Um, sometimes even some really industrial strength um, shredders can take on CDs and DVDs, though I would caution you to make sure before you throw a DVD or a CD through it uh, that you've checked your your settings uh, on your uh, on your shredder to make sure that it can do that. So electronic waste is the term for all of these devices that we need to get rid of. Um, they're the at their end of their life cycle, they're ready to be discarded, donated, recycled. <sighs> Look, Donating and recycling electronic devices does conserve natural resources. It's probably the most like eco-friendly way to go about it. But if you if if you're in a position where you need to dispose of e-waste, a computer, a device, a tablet, whatever, uh, by by you can often contact your local landfill and request a designated e-waste drop-off location. Um, and, and we're going to put a link on our website where you can visit the EPA's um, website. They've got a page uh, for electronics donation and recycling. Um, but you really want to check out, uh, again, just think through this logically. If you're just going to hand over devices to a service to destroy them or to do whatever, you want to make sure they're reputable and that they're not the bad guys in disguise. So take those precautions. We all have devices, and they do have long life cycles. But eventually, they all come to the end of the road, and it's it's tough, man. It was it was actually a little bit sad for me to to give a you know pass along my my trusted laptop of six years and move on to a new one. Love the new one, but you know there was a lot there was a lot of great stuff that got accomplished on that other laptop. Um, but they come to the they come to an end of their life cycle, and what you need to do is protect yourself so that whatever data you had on there isn't something you're just turning and handing over to someone who you uh, can't trust. So these are the keys to safely dispose of old technology. Take them to heart and make sure that your data is protected and everything you're working on is protected by not giving away uh, the keys to that castle, so to speak. This is the Cyber 24 Podcast. I'm Marty Carpenter. All right, as we wrap up today's show, we want to thank our presenting partners at Valcom. You can find them online at vlcmtech.com. We also want to thank our supporting partners, the University of Utah's Kempsey Gardner Policy Institute. That's where we recorded this show and where we do it each week. Our friends at Secuvant, not to mention our great partners at the Utah Department of Technology Services, the Utah Department of Public Safety, and the Utah Attorney General's Office. A reminder, you can find us online at cyber24.us or on Twitter at cyber24 underscore or on Facebook, just search cyber24. That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. I'm Marty Carpenter.